everybody. This is Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. And today is Friday, lovely Friday. I hope that uh, you guys are getting ready for a wonderful weekend. If you are planning to go out, uh, we hope that you'll be safe, spend some time with your family and and uh, get some, some self-care and take care of yourselves because we know that you all work hard during the week. So today we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about money with uh, Dr. Cosette White coming out of LA, uh, another California contact. Always good to make contact with uh, with uh, the people in California. I, I can't wait to uh, get back out there and check out the weather and the scenery. Um, really, really cool environment. Uh, Dr. Uh, Cosette comes to us, uh, like I said, out of LA, and she's a nationally recognized author, best-selling author, and a finance and tax strategist. She's an international speaker and philanthropist. So, you know, she's doing a lot of stuff. She's got a lot lot of stuff under her belt. Um, and one of the things that I really like about uh, Dr. White is that she's often called a financial physician. And uh, one of the reasons she's called a financial physician is because, you know, she's had a lot of experience dealing with money. She loves numbers. She loves money. In fact, she calls numbers sexy. So, uh, you know, we'll get to hear a little bit about that. But she uh, she's also considered to be a welfare uh, she, she's transitioned from welfare uh, to warrior. And that's a and that's a big deal because, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of people, period, um, are, are struggling financially. They don't like to talk about it. But uh, Dr. White, she knows about it. She knows all about it. And she deals with people on a personal level. So, Dr. White, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I am. Thank you so much, Charles. How are you? I'm here in California enjoying this weather. Thank you. Hey, you know what? That's good. I am well. Thank you for asking. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that numbers and money, that that's your thing. And we're going to talk about that, um, you know, a little bit today. Uh, as you know, um, we're living in a day and age where we still have some, we still have some room to uh, to, to make up. Uh, women and men aren't really making the same amount of money. You have a lot of women who uh, they are uh, still kind of behind men in terms of what they're making. Uh, but then there are some other groups of of women who are starting to close the gap a little bit, you know, due to different circumstances. Um, can you can you talk about like maybe how with this changing time, how economics are shifting for women and men today? Yes, absolutely. Women are becoming the breadwinners in the household. And and as you and I were saying, we are seeing it more in our um, group, what we call those millennials. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's having a shift in the dynamics between the male and the female um, with the fact that some of the women in the uh, in the relationships are making more than the men Mm -hmm. um, which can cause havoc in a relationship you know and and with havoc there 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 needs to be someone in the middle or there needs to be two people who work things out talk through it and just come to a meeting of the minds because um, what we're seeing the trend in today's economics is that that's what's happening. You know, more women are going back to school, getting the educations and they're coming out making more than our counterparts. So um, yeah. it, it's, it's in, we see it more so in the millennial mm-hmm. not to say that it's not widespread against, you know, all of the different generation gaps there. 
I see. Yeah. So, you know, you are the, the founder and CEO of My Financial Home Enterprises, uh, myfinancialhome.com. And a lot of individuals come to you for financial advice, for financial help, uh, maybe starting businesses or dealing with, you know, accounting issues, tax issues and things like that. Um, I'm, I, you know, I like to, to think that today there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of men who come to you, but something tells me that you probably get more women coming to you right now than men. I do. I would say that I'm probably more uh, 80, 20, 75, 25. Wow. Um, but, you know, I would say, Charles, that the men that do come to me, and mm -hmm. I hate to say this, but they, put, they, they, they pretty much fit the same um, category. They're in that same category. And what I mean by that is whether it's the wages that they're earning or if they're self-employed. And I typically... I typically don't get too many self-employed um, men that seek out to me for services. Now, I will say this, though, when I when I say they pretty much in the same category, I usually see uh, men who are making somewhere in the high close to the six figure or above. Um, so that's typically what I see in that small 25 percent of men that seek me for services. And it's usually tax services. I see. Seldom, very seldom do I have, very, very seldom do I have men reach out to me because they're going through some type of financial situation. I just think that it's, you know, they, they I don't, and I, I'm going to just say it. I think maybe it's a pride thing, um, but they, they don't step up to the plate and say, hey, um, Dr. White, you know, I'm, I'm having this issue. So I, I very, very rarely see that. I, it's not to say that I have not. But it's on a rare occasion. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that maybe only 20 to 25 percent of the, the men, well, of your clients, only 20 to 25 percent are men. And of those men, uh, they are probably making about six figures. So everybody else. So everybody else who is making less than that, they aren't coming around at all. No, 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 no. Uh, there are some that do. Okay. But there are. Uh, a large percentage that are really close to that six figure mark. I see. To me. But yes, okay. I do have clients, men that are, you know, 60 K 75, you mm -hmm. know, some even 40, but um, yes, I do. So what do you think, what do you think is, is I guess maybe contributing to that, that low number. And we talked about pride, but, but just what is it about pride and money? with these guys, what do you think is impacting them seeking you out for services? Um, just in light of some of the conversations that I've had with my male, with the male counterpart, again, it's, um, it's pride. Part of it is intimidation. In fact, of they think that um, having a, I'm going to say having a relationship in this point, but even clients <laughs> just having that dynamics with a woman that makes more than them. Um, they, they feel without even knowing that maybe there's going to be a problem. Maybe the woman is going to feel like she's better than the man because she's making more than him. But I think once the dialogue opens up and there's communication, nine times out of 10, that's a misconception. Um, it's just something that, again, I think it's, it's, a, it's a fear, it's a pride. And I know that we have a lot of men out there that are listening to this conversation, but um, that's just what I'm seeing. And that's what the 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 the, num the numbers don't lie so that's what i'm seeing in the com communications 
as well as in the clients that come through my office. I see. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I think about um, is that uh, a lot of, I think a lot of guys, when you talk about fear, yeah, they, they have fear, but I'm wondering if a lot of guys feel in some way emasculated, like they feel like they're less of a man if they maybe don't know how to manage money well, or if their spouse or significant other makes uh, considerably more, if they feel like uh, they're, they're valued, you know, anymore. Um, because for so long, you know, breadwinning status was connected to masculinity and uh, manliness. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just curious if you've ever had somebody come to you and, and tell you that personally. Um, I would say yes, it, it does make them feel less than. Um, and um, their role, their role is to be the breadwinner. Their, their role is to be the leader. And simply because their counterpart is now the roles are shifted, then of mm -hmm. course that's going to say, oh, how can I face this woman? How can I face my wife? How can I, you know, I don't want to. So it is putting a, a bandaid on the situation, so to speak. And, and, and what's happening is instead of opening up, it's making matters worse. Yeah. Do you think that, do you think that uh, higher wage earning women, do you think that they look down on these men at all? I would say that's probably about a 60, about a 70, 30. There are some women who feel that they are better than their counterpart because they are making more than them, whether it's in a dating relationship or just, be, just because, I mean, there's been talk, there's been dialogue in, in women's circles, so to speak, um, that some women say they will not date a man or that makes less than, than, than she does. Um, and then there are other women, they make a lot more than their counterparts and they continue to date. I was looking at a couple um, just two nights ago. I was comparing. She makes like 145. He makes 56K. So that right there is a huge gap, you know, considering. But they're still in a relationship. They're still dating. And they, they've been dating for some time. So evidently, she's okay with it and he's okay with it. Transforming gender norms. Enriching mental health. Engaging in social support. These are the goals of the YBMN Project a social media intervention created specifically for young black men. To learn more about the YB Men Project, visit us at ybmenproject.com. The YB Men Project is funded by the University of Michigan School of Social Work, the University of Michigan Depression Center, and the Steve Fund. So, I mean, that, that number that you threw out there was kind of high. So I guess my question to you then, you know, even with guys listening is what, what is something that you can say or what's something that you found yourself maybe having to say to uh, women who maybe uh, were saying, well, you know, I make X amount of money and so I'm not going to date or get involved with somebody who doesn't make uh, a similar amount of money or something like that, especially when we know now that so many guys are really trying to, at least our audience anyway, so many guys are trying to navigate maybe not making as much money, but having a more fulfilling life. So what do you say to women when you hear these conversations? My, my take on the situation is because um, I, I too, I'm in that situation from time to time um, as a high wage earner. 
it's not so much about the money. Yes, money does matter. Don't get me wrong in any shape, form or fashion. But it's also what does the partner bring to the table? You know, there's other things that um, your partner can do to compensate for the shortfall, so to speak, is we the income as we're talking about. Um, you know, doing things around the house, making sure that the kids are um, taken care of. Those things, it's a trade-off. It's a relationship. It's a it's a partnership. It's almost like, and it's not almost, relationships nowadays are, it's like a business. So it's a partnership. We work together despite the fact that your income is higher than mine. That, that's kind of what I'm seeing and what an experience that I've actually experienced myself, Charles, mm-hmm. is it's a partnership. I can't just always look on the, the fact that this one makes less than me. If we're going to be in it, then we're going to grow together and make make one another better. Guys are passionate sports fans. So passionate that our moods and our emotions are directly linked to the fate of our favorite team. But if your team's loss turns into a hole punched through the wall or a remote control tossed through your LCD TV screen, then you might be a little too passionate. Visit HealthyMenMichigan.org to take a free anonymous mental health screening and find tools and resources to help you get back in the game. Based on your results, you may be eligible for a paid volunteer research study. This program is funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Guys, you know, so so far we've been listening to Dr. Cosette White out of uh, L.A. She is a um, she's a financial physician. Um, she is a best-selling author, nationally recognized finance and tax strategist, international speaker, and philanthropist. And uh, she is the CEO of My Financial Home Enterprises, which is a global financial consulting firm providing comprehensive accounting. Um, tax and financial management services for business and, and individuals. So, you know, she's, uh, she's doing a lot out there to, uh, to not just out in California, but all around uh, the country um, to help individuals get out of debt. And, uh, you know, maybe some of you guys are, are now looking at becoming entrepreneurs or you're already there. Well, you know, we know that there's a lot of stress and everything involved in that. And uh, Dr. White um, does a lot of good service to, uh, to help individuals navigate that. So, you know, Dr. White, one of the things that you said a second ago was just talking about that, that team. And, and I think that um, a lot of individuals have concerns about not being a team player or not being a team when somebody makes a lot more money. There, there are all types of theories and philosophies that are being tossed around out there. I remember somebody saying, hey, uh, do you think that uh, husband and wife or two partners, should they share uh, uh, a joint bank account? And one of the things that I saw in an article recently was that a lot of millennials, they don't feel like it's necessary for, uh, for a couple to share bank accounts and things like that. But then there were older people who were saying, yeah, if we don't share a bank account, something's wrong. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Right. Traditionally, you know, traditionally, and when you think of old values and old, old ways, that's how um, older generations were raised or brought up. You know, it's the mm-hmm. joint things, it's us, it's the we instead of the I. But yes, the newer generations, the millennials and beyond, it's, it's me. It's all about what, 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 what's in it for me. What can I gain? And so the concept of bringing our money together, it's, it's, I'm not going to say it's a thing of the past because it still occurs, but my philosophy on it is I think that every couple, every married couple should have a joint banking and savings account together. 
I also believe and I strongly believe that there should always that there should be an account for him and one for her. But I think all of the household expenditures should be brought together in one um, one account and everything should be paid out of that. Whatever whatever the couple, the married couple decides, you can take this amount, I'll take this amount, and this is my play money, this is you know, his and her play money. But there needs to be that joint, that us, not always that I, because the I is not gonna get you anywhere. It's gonna bring separation and it it can it can bring a lot of other things into the relationship. And I'm not a psychologist, so I won't go into that or a relationship specialist, but it can bring a lot of other um, havoc into the relationship. And as we know, finances can typically be number one or number two reasons why marriages fail because of um, either lack of or um, not talking about it, communication, roles, you know, reverse roles, someone not accepting. So those are some of the things that I see. And, and, and when we talk about our millennials, you know, they're, they're about that eye. Hey guys, Riley here. If you're enjoying today's show and would like to hear more, you can gain access to member-only content by going to patreon.com slash thebarbershipgroup. We aim to provide as much value as possible to you and the rest of our community, and our listeners play an important role. So if you want more content, or if you're just happy to support our mission and the other men out there, head over to patreon.com slash barbershop group to contribute today. One of the other questions that leads me to is this then. So you're suggesting that they at least have a, a joint checking and joint savings account. So what, you know, let's say hypothetically someone says to you, well, Dr. White, you know, I'm very good at managing money and he's very bad at managing money or she's very bad at managing money. And I just don't want things tied up now because they've made too many mistakes. How do you address that? Well, I think you have to also go with your gut feeling on that. And if someone has, if someone knows their weaknesses and they know that they're not good at managing money, then maybe you can start off with just a small account and just put, I don't know, you know, money that's not going to make a huge difference in the relationship. If, it, if one person goes in there and misuses it inappropriately. But I think, um, I think, I think that that's a sign. And when people talk, you need to listen. So if, if your partner comes to you and say, you know what, babe, I'm just not good at money. I don't think it's a good thing. Then I think maybe you should accept that. And then as the relationship grows, try to make a shift to say, hey, baby, you know, I've, I've noticed, um, I don't know, but start off there. If that person has admitted and has communicated that to you, he or she is, is spot on and they're being honest. Why co-mingle? And then he goes in there or she goes in there and uses the mortgage money. You're going to be hot, right? right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> no doubt. So people, when people listen, I mean, when people talk, we need to listen. So they've already yeah. communicated it to us. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that the biggest, the biggest part of that is the communication that you've mentioned, you know, and I've seen a lot of times, unfortunately, where someone may have not been good at managing money. And instead of being honest and open and vulnerable about it, Dr. White, they'll just pretend that they've got it all under control. And that ends up getting both um, you know, parties into some hot water financially. So that's one thing that we definitely don't want people to do. We don't want people to do that. 
Um, you know, you've got uh, My Financial Home Enterprises, and uh, you, you guys have a lot of services. Can you talk to us a little bit about the services that you provide? Yes, most definitely. I'll start with the personal um, finances, the services. We do offer financial fitness boot camps for individuals who are looking to um, gain clarity and focus with their finances. And the boot camp is a six-week course. It takes you through, you know, doing mind, uh, money mind maps, um, budgeting, investing, life insurance, um, wills and trusts. It talks about all the important aspects that we as individuals, single or married, need to have in place to really leave a good financial legacy and to really just um, to, to live, live, live life uh, comfortably, so to speak, and to educate. Um, I do also offer a program that's called um, debt manage, budget and debt management. For those of you that um, maybe you just like head over, water's over your head and you swimming and you up at night thinking about um, the bill collectors that continue to call, I help you put together a plan to really see how you can pay the debt off and when you will really, really pay the debt off. Um, you know, when we talk about money, Charles, it's, it's, you know, you guys talk about sharpening the minds of men. It's about a mindset. And so a lot of what we see in our clients is habits that have been formed or whatever we were exposed to growing up or uh, whoever we were exposed to as an adult. And those habits have impacted us and they've shifted into our finances. So that's what we offer on the personal side. On the business side, we help business owners grow. We help um, do tax planning, financial planning, accounting services, uh, profit and loss, balance sheets, cash flow statements, those type of things. We take a deep dive maybe to determine where you're leaving money on the table. How can you uh, save, help you with increasing your profits? We, we play with numbers over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we do over here. And, 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 and I'm very passionate about it. Um, just to give you a brief background, um, really brief, when we talk about going from welfare to uh, a warrior mindset, I went through a stage in life where I, I lost it all and I ended up on welfare. And um, through that period of time, it was, I was in a place where I knew I didn't want to stay there all my life. So I had to really shift the way that I was thinking about my money, shift the way how I felt about it and start appreciating the hard earned dollar that I started making again and um, just started doing some things differently in life. And it just turned into a passion where I started helping other people educate, you know, our community, our people, our black and brown people say, hey, listen, um, let's make life better. Let's not stay on struggle road. Let's get ourselves off a struggle road and detour over here to success road and find a different way in life. And, and I just got very passionate about it and, and just started helping others because of a situation that occurred in my life. I had to be that warrior. I had to shift the way that I was thinking. And um, that's what I, that's, I just love what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, people like yourself are out there. So you talked about the, uh, the boot camp, the financial fitness boot camp. So I had a couple questions, uh, for you. Um, you know, a lot of times we talk to guys about self-care and, uh, we will ask them like, what's, what's an example of self-care. And this is something that women discuss all the time. They can come up with a long list of self-care things, but guys don't really come up with self-care stuff. 
And uh, one of the things I, I noticed is, is that, wow, guys don't even say, uh, well, part of my self-care is paying myself first. And in your boot camp, you talk about paying yourself first. Why is that so important? Well, paying yourself first, that's one of the oldest, wisest rules as it relates to money. But we as um, individuals, as a community, we need to learn that take care of yourself first. Pay yourself first. If you've earned that money, take that first 10%, 5 3% and put it away for a rainy day. Put it away for your golden years. Put it away for, you know, that savings. You know, I read an article recently, or it was, it, it was in the near past, and it said that most Americans, most consumers, if they needed um, $1,000 for the car broke down or whatever, they don't have immediate access to it. They have to wait until the next pay period. So pay yourself first is paying yourself so that if that rainy day occurred, you wouldn't have to go to mom, dad, brother, sister, girlfriend, boyfriend, whomever, and borrow that money or sit and wonder how you're going to get to work when one of the cars are flat or whatever the case may be. Pay yourself first. It's yeah. old, you know, it's, a, it's old golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's extremely important. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people experience financial stress. Uh, and I'm just wondering if you see where a lot of individuals experience financial stress, not, not necessarily because they aren't making enough money, but because they're spending too much money. Do you see that sometimes? Almost definitely. I'll give you a prime example. Um, yes. A client of mine's in trouble with the Internal Revenue Service. But you talk about stress, they're putting the stress on them because they're shopping too much. Mm. Once again, we're talking about a male here, a man. Yeah. Um, this individual owns 200 pair of shoes. Wow. I'm like, when they told me this, they said that they were in trouble with the Internal Revenue Service. And my instinct was to have the conversation face to face with her. And I, that's what I started doing. And she said, no, you need to look at him. And so I asked him, but you know what he told me was um, when he was growing up, he did not have a lot. And he made a promise to himself that when he got in a position to get a good paying job, he was going to buy whatever he chose to. Mm -hmm. so that was that habit. That was that, um, that mindset that he developed growing up as a child. And that was what stuck with him. But on the flip side, he had a four-year-old son that was looking up to him. So I said, guess what's going to happen? Your four-year-old son is looking up to you. He's going to feel it's okay when he becomes a man to go out and buy all these different pair of shoes um, because that's what he's um, seen. He didn't even have a place for these shoes. He had them in a storage. I'm like, come on wow. now. So he, was, so he paid for shoes, but then he had to pay for a storage container for the shoes. So that was another monthly expense. And he owes the IRS a sizable amount of money. So come on. <laughs> wow. Nah, yeah. yeah. Mindset. Wow. Mindset. Mm, that but is something else. The financial stress, he's causing the pain on himself because he's out there shopping. But he's yeah. shopping to cover up for something that's bothering him. Okay. Okay. I see. So he's just, he's kind of like just, just acting out that he's, he's acting out and, and shopping is his way of dealing with it then. Yeah, because if you think about it, Charles, think about um, think about the woman that has 10,000 pairs of shoes, however many purses in her closet. How many bags do we need? How many pair of shoes do we need? Male, female. Mm -hmm. We don't need that many. 
But we're going out doing this because we're covering up something. It could be you're mad at your spouse and you just leave the house really quickly and you're going out to shop. You're spending money, but you're mad come Monday. Uh, he pissed me off. She pissed me off. I'm, I went to the mall. Now I'm broke. Wow. Mm-mm. I couldn't um, imagine. I could not imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine. That is something else. You know, and I, I hear those kinds of stories or just maybe, you know, maybe TV or something like that. But when you find out that it's real, that it's happening in people's lives, you know, I guess this is the reason why we do the show. Uh, it's very important that we're able to address, you know, the psychological issues people experience, the physical issues, the spiritual issues and, and the financial is- issues, too. So, you know, guys, we have been uh, talking with Dr. Cosette White out of L.A. She's uh, an author and uh, finance and tax strategist. Uh, She's also the CEO of My Financial Home Enterprises. Again, that's myfinancialhome.com. And uh, the number for that is 805-983-1151. We'll put it in the show notes for you so that uh, you can reference that uh, if you're in the area. And she also works nationally as well. And that's, uh, that's pretty good, guys. So you'll be able to reach out to her. You know, she's very, very experienced. She's got over 20 years of uh, experience in corporate America. And we're talking about financial, operational, strategic, and executive leadership management skills. So she knows what she's talking about. Um, and, you know, if you like, you can go out there and check her out on YouTube as well. She's a great speaker, very dynamic, and she's passionate about helping people uh, repair their finances. And as you guys know, there's no romance without finance. Now, we're all for uh egalitarian relationships and things, but guys, you know, we know that we need to do a better job um, handling money. So Dr. White, um, I thank you for spending some time with us today, but before I let you go, there is one question, just what is it that you want our listeners to take away from your, your experience and your spending time with us today? What would you like for them to just really meditate on? Here's what I want them to all meditate on. I'm going to leave you all with an exercise. And this is an exercise for the good, the bad. It doesn't matter where you are with your finances. For the next 14 days, and write down all the income that's coming in and all of the expenditures going out. Once you finish that exercise, I want you to take a look at it and determine where are your money leaks? Where are you leaving money on the table? Where can you take some of that that money and maybe pay down some bills? Or if you're a business owner, where can you cut some of the costs so that you can increase your bottom line? That's what I want all of you all to do for the next 14 days. I also, I want to leave you all with a free gift, if that's okay with you, Charles. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I have a downloadable ebook for all of you that are out there listening. It's Smart Finances for Smart People. And I only have smart friends, so that's all of you all that are listening. (laughs) You guys are all my new friends, okay? (laughs) That's awesome. But text the word finances. Text the word finances to 805-719-7682. Again, finances to 805-719-7682. And you can download your free book and um, go from there. But yeah, it's get your get your money straight, you guys. Like Charles just said, no romance without no finances. Y'all know that. 
<laughs> All right. Well, guys, you have heard it from Dr. Cosette White. She gave you the gospel on your money today. And uh, Dr. White, we thank you for spending some time with us. Okay, guys, listen, you know, again, the weekend is uh, around the corner. Make sure that you all are safe, spend time with your family, take care of your health and uh, enjoy yourselves. And, um, you know, we will talk to you soon. You all be well now. Barbershop Group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health. The Barbershop Group also serves as a resource to the community, providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys, mental health professionals, family agencies, religious institutions, and other advocates. In the near future, the Barbershop Group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy, education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at thebarbershopgroup.org, visit our Facebook page, or call 313-585-9948 for more information. 